Anyway, today I was reading this Bible study, and it was about it's about the Israelites and Egypt, and when they did the Exodus, and um, and the way that God made Himself visible to them, and He gave them eyes to see Him, and the Lord's always the same, and so. Oh yeah, I was like when I was going through it and I was reading it, I was just really enjoying the word of God because I I really like the part where he tells um, Moses, hey look, you're gonna tell Pharaoh exactly what I told you to say. And he's not gonna listen to you. And then the next time he says, and I'm gonna make his heart his heart hard. <laughs> he's still not gonna do it. But he I'm gonna show myself. And the Lord shows himself, and he shows them miracles. And at the end of it, the Pharaoh, first he says, I don't know God. And then at the end, he's like, this is this is the finger of God. He, he authored all of this, you know, with judgment. And he brings his people out of Egypt. So you think when he, when he was looking at about the finger of God, he thought about, you know, when the fire came down and it was moving or going wherever they were going protecting them and when things happened do you think that that's like Pharaoh kind of would think it was like the finger of God well I know that happened after you know they were set free in the wilderness but yeah I mean every way that God yes because every way that God made himself visible he's showing himself like yeah the Shekinah glory right he's this pillar of fire by day or fire by night and like a cloud by day He's covering them. He's protecting them. I, mean, I really think they were walking around him, you know, in the shade. Uh, we're from the desert. We're desert people. Well, it's, it's hot, and the cloud covers the sun. Oh, it's like an umbrella. You know, one day I was I was in the, one of the Bible studies, and someone was telling talking to me, and he said he was talking about how God does different things for him. And I told him, you know, one day I was. I, the, the sun burned me and it makes me all blistered. And I thought, well, I can't go out in the sun, so I have to go do something. And I said, so I went outside and I asked God to help me. And I said, I don't think anybody would ever believe me. He said, what happened? I said, I prayed I asked God to help me and to put a covering over me while I went to school because I was going to be outside. He said, it got cloudy when I went to school. And it's, I felt like there was a cloud over me all day. Everywhere I was walking, keeping me from the sun. And I said, then when I came home, I looked outside, and a couple minutes later, the sun came up. And I said, you know, I know it might sound silly to some people, but I felt covered by God and protected. It doesn't sound silly to me. I mean, the Israelites, that's what he did for them. Okay, like, look, when you help me, like, prepare for something, or when I help you, in my mind and in my head and in my heart, I'm thinking to myself, all right, he grabs that side, I grab this side. Or I know he's going to be here in a little while. Let me backload this for him. Why don't I just line all of this up like, okay, like this morning, I made eggs. And I said, hey, you want me to uh, make you breakfast? And you said, no, I'm not gonna, I don't know if I'm going to eat today. And I was like, all right. So I thought to myself, as soon as I finish cooking, he might like to have it because he's going to smell the food. So I just said to you, would you like for me to grate this zucchini? You might want it later. 
and you're like, yeah, okay. So I grate the zucchini, I slice an onion for you, I grate some cheese, and I make my stuff, I put the plate down, I'm like, okay, he's gonna see it, he's probably gonna think, yeah, that looks pretty good. But what I did was, I had already prepared it, I put it out, you could always have that plate if you want, but actually I kind of burned it, so it'd probably be better having this one. So then I just, without asking, I actually just started up the pan, put the stuff in, cracked the eggs, and then I said to you, you know, if you if you want an omelet, and you're like, yeah, okay, I'll have one, and I'm like, do you want to stir this so it comes out better than mine? <laughs> because mine's burnt to no end. It was really good. No, I, I, I appreciate it. It was actually good. I, I didn't think I wanted to eat, wanted to eat. but then I thought, hmm, we're gonna go to our class today. So I thought, do I want to? Do I want to? Do I don't know. So you're right. Yeah, no, I know. I, I mean, like you know each other well enough to know. Well, once he smells the onions on, you know, on the pan, it smells pretty good. He's probably gonna want some. I'll always share mine, but he probably likes and needs to eat some stuff because we're gonna go to class. But. I mean, like, that's the way God is. He goes before us. He's with us during it. And he's there with us long after. And that's, like, for every single thing in our life. So, like, even with the kids. When they were little. We laid all the stuff out. It's like, I know what's going to happen when they wake up. They're not going to want to get dressed. And I remember they were, they were <laughs> tiny. And I was going to get them ready because they were going to daycare. So, I put the clothes on one. And while I was taking the, putting the clothes on the other one, the other one had taken their clothes off. <laughs> so then when I go the opposite, I'm like, this is not going to work. So then I started doing where in the morning what I would do is I wouldn't even wake them up. I would just start dressing them while they were asleep. And then they, they, they kind of thought it was cute. And they were like, he thinks I'm asleep. So I dress them all asleep. And then I got to the point after they got used to it that I would actually lay their clothes down when they wake up. You know the tiny little bits? <laughs> they had their socks, their pants, their blouse, and their little thing. Yeah. And they sit up, and then I said, okay, let's fall start. right in. Yeah, they kind of like throw <laughs> one thing at a time. They put it on. Line it up, right? Like, and then you know what? We already knew they were going to be tired, so we had the clothes ready. We already knew they need to eat breakfast, so we had what we were going to eat ready from the night before. We already knew, like if it was winter, the car was going to be cold. So somebody go start the car, warm it up, and we'd take kids, load them up, put them in the warm car, take them out. They weren't crying because they were hungry. They fought us a little bit to get dressed sometimes. Mostly they just kind of lay there like a noodle and let's put all their coats and socks and shoes and everything. And then, uh... Hey, do you remember... Because well, <laughs> I found the for backwards. <laughs> for remember when we, we started doing like a tag team we were going to work? Because we both worked in the same place, right? Yeah. So I said, okay, you, I don't want to go early. You said, I want to go early. I said, okay, you go early. I'll take the kids to school. And then you leave early from, from work and I'll stay late. So we'll be close. And I remember this, the teachers were like, how come we never see the mom and the dad in the same room? Yeah. And I was thinking, okay, they never thought that we were working together to be a team. They automatically assumed where's mom and where's dad. Yeah. Why are they never together? Yeah. Remember we fell down. So we both showed up together. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's sad. You know, a lot of people, they don't have both mom and dad. You know, for whatever reason, things, they're not together or never got together or things didn't stay together. That's true. But God's always always there though. I think that's the 
important part. I think I think what makes it better is when you say, "All right, how can I do this, Lord? Help me. What can I do? What can I do ahead?" And sometimes I couldn't do things ahead, but some of the stuff I always could do ahead. But I'd ask him, "Help me, Lord. Help me. What can I do? What can I do to make Jose's life easier?" can I do to make my life easier? Sometimes it was just make sure that the trunk of the car was empty, you know, because like you collect things back there, like boxes and coats and wrappers and a six pack that you forgot to take out of the car and, you know, whatever, just make sure that it's empty because... Six pack of what? Coats. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Sorry, I just thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> and... Coronas. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just make sure it was empty. That way they, you have the capacity to carry something. Because then, like, when the kids started playing instruments, I remember they I told, had to, you know, they don't fit. yeah, I had to go and tell them, I need a, I need a mobster car. What do you mean? <laughs> I have to be able to fit bodies? And I'm like, yeah, bodies. But cellos are huge, you know, you had to put yeah. two of them back there. And it was like, yeah, I better be able to fit at least four big bodies. And they're just like, oh. <laughs> you know, it's funny, though, because even now, the big kids are not in their 20s. They go in the back. We never sit in the back seat in the front. And then I go back there once in a while. I see coats. I see socks. I see pencils and pens and hair ties. I mean, you think about it, and you're like, okay, they're still your kids. Oh, my God. When the kids are little. One time, I have a van. I never want to be a minivan mom. One time, I decide, yep, I'm going to get this van. It's a big white GMC, right? Yeah. Big white GMC. Astro van. With the big sliding, like, cargo doors on the side. And it's got, like, seats for, you know, like you and I were super fertile when we had, like... <laughs> a whole full button. Yeah, our own little team back there. And then, uh, you know... Put the kids in it, drive it around. We've got two kids. Only. Only. Because well, I think I was going to do a date. What did you say your dad? <laughs> then I decided, nah. No, I remember that. <laughs> but remember, uh, your dad, didn't your dad say the van he had at Ocala? That they left the carton of eggs in, in under the seat somewhere? Yeah, so my dad would go to the commissary and it was like, he used to say, you know, he always liked being a family man. So he liked having like lots of kids and the big station wagon. We're living in Japan and he goes and buys this big brown van. It's big, like the Astro van. And I think it was I, we call it Big Bertha. Yeah. It's it was ugly. It has, it, was like, it has like an air conditioning that looks like one of those old units. You know, it's just like, oh, yeah, like it's, a mobile home or something. Yeah. <laughs> Spaceship. <laughs> and it's got one in the back and one in the front because this thing's so big. And I guess, you know, in like the late 80s, that was like dual climate control was like literally you had two humongous units in your... Oh, yeah, yeah. And so they load the groceries. And I guess this carton of eggs, because when you've got like four kids, I guess you buy a carton of eggs, slides underneath the seats and all of us kids you know we're just rolling down these japanese roads and they're really small and they've got these bumps all over them or whatever and we get home and everyone grabs groceries and takes them up the stairs to our flat and life goes on and like about a week later in the tropical heat because we're living in the pacific ocean yeah okay now and subtropical this stink 
<laughs> you can just imagine. Man, all the windows are open. It's a million and a half degrees inside and two million degrees outside. And the smell, and we're like, ugh, and those two air conditioners are blowing. We don't know what it is, and we drive around like after days. And then finally, we just can't stand it. And so all of us are like, we have to figure out where this is coming from. Just, what is that? So we all start digging around under like our school papers, like the junk that had collected up in the van, and we find this brown paper sack with a big thing of eggs that had been flattened because we had been stomping around on it to oh, the end of the van, and it was ripe. Yeah, it was ripe. Well, that's part of growing up, though, I think. I mean, if, if you try to say that things are perfect, and that's not no, it's reality. Like, yeah. I mean, like even our van, we had two kids. And then we used to take the seat, and one of the seats would come up, like we'd bend back, and I used to call it the snack cups. Oh yeah, because then... And the floor, and yeah. then we had like snackies all stuck in the, like these little, little, they look like cups in the floor, where the seats would lock in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I and I was like, ugh, vacuum the snack cups, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <laughs> But you know what though? We were having so much fun, and everything wasn't always perfect. But to me that was perfect, because... I didn't want to yell at them. I didn't want, I also didn't want to ride around in filth. I mean, I don't like that at all, but you know, stuff happens. Stuff rolls underneath the seats and whatever. As long as you're tied in, we went somewhere together. We had a nice time. We were ready. Everybody was fed. We weren't angry. We didn't overschedule too many things, you know? Yeah, but you're right about the planning part because we had to plan some other things to make sure that we had what we needed. Because remember when we first had the kids and you're going to take them somewhere? You take like half the house with you because you think you need something to drink, something to eat. Like, actually you realize... First time mom, first yeah. time dad. Yeah. You take the whole house with you. And it's like, you don't need all that. And that's what, that's kind of like, you have to kind of wean yourself out of that. A little bit at a time. I know. All the what-ifs. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah that really, that's not being prepared, like overburdening yourself. That's not, but, I mean, but it takes learning. I mean, I've always thought... I would always ask God, hey, isn't there somebody I can talk to? Can give me some kind of advice about what to expect? And a lot of people are like, well, it's just part of life. I'm like, I know. well, you just figure it out while you roll along. I'm like, that's not the way it's supposed to be. But you know what, though? Even though we wanted somebody to just let us over here, I'm talking a little bit. Just like, you know, just talk about life. Let us just kind of gather something that might help us. We'll, you know, if it works for us, we'll apply it. If it doesn't, well, so cares you know that was funny i liked hearing it i agree that's true that would be perfect if we had somebody but even though but look the lord tells us to walk with him humbly right all day long like people say oh well i pray in the morning i pray in the night that's good but did you know you're really walking with the lord He's you know, walking with you. You, you know, can talk you, anytime. You mentioned that because don't say amen. You know he's kind of like on speaker. I always, I, I always tell people. I said, okay, let's talk. Let's. Hot mic. I had. No, I agree. With I've you. got a hot mic. Listen, I had this. God's on. I always thought, okay, when you accept Christ, right? And you have Christ lives in you. Tell me, if we're sitting together right now, are we talking? Yeah. Could we ever be apart from each other if we're face to face? So if God lives inside you. How could you ever be apart from him? How can you say you're not Because walking? God's inside your face. Okay, well, I mean, how can you say, well, you see, I mean, he's inside you. How can I you know, not be walking right? with him all day long? Look at he the is closeness. there. Look how kind, how good. He's like, I'm, I'm right here. I'm 
right here. Man, it's scary sometimes, you know? It is. Okay, so how about the part about... And it's fun. And you can talk to him. You can, I, I mean, it, like, the you don't want to be like the fiddler on the roof guy. He's like, God, really? Today? You know, like, whatever. Are you talking? Yeah. I, but, you, but why not? Who cares? No, I, I don't care. But Especially too. if you're in a big city. They think you got, like, earbuds in. You're talking to somebody on the phone really walking around talking to yourself. Talking to God. <laughs> But look, I say, you know, you've done it. You've got it. It's, no, I did. If you're, if you're walking, if I have people I tell you, me, I, I didn't have time. Day. You're in the other room talking. Okay. Listen, if I didn't, if you're, if you read scripture any day mm-hmm. of your life, mm-hmm. and today you say, I forgot to read my Bible, mm-hmm. does it mean that the word of God is not in you? No, but you know, look. It's I like, know that it's important. Look, study. it's like this. What are we modeling right now? So I started out because I was reading in Exodus to what we're like, 6 2 to 9 28, about God showing himself. I'm showing myself. I'm showing myself to the Israelites. I'm showing myself to the Egyptians. He's with you. He's with you. He's with you. You know, there's a kind of glory. There's this cloud, this cloud of glory, this pillar of fire. He's with you. He's with you. The Holy Spirit's in you. Oh, gee, God is behind my face. My face is face. No, but really, truly, like, it's all connected. And you just think about it that way. Talk about it that way. Think about it like that when you're thinking about your kids when they're little. Hey, God's right here. He's right there with them. He knows they're having a hard time sleeping tonight. He knows I'm going to have a hard time sleeping tonight. But he's going to be with me. He's going to give me something. He's going to give me an idea. Or maybe no ideas. Maybe just you know, hold the kid. You know, hold yeah. the little kid. You know, I just give him some comfort. Jesus holds, holds us. You know, sometimes it's, they say that if you don't feel good, sometimes you don't bless someone. It's, it helps you feel better. Yeah. So with the kids, when the kids couldn't sleep, or, and I couldn't sleep. They were the kids, right? I'm the parent. So what I would do is I get a little bit of like lotion for their little feet. Cause oh, they would, I know. And I rub their little feet. And then they'd fall asleep. I love those little feet. They were cute. Because then after I do <laughs> that. so cute and so little. You see them just fall asleep. One had little cherry toes. And the other one had little long hot dog toes. They're <laughs> just so cute. But isn't it cute that, okay, well after I did that, then I had peace. Now their feet are and the I, same, they're just big. Yeah, and I could go to sleep. So it was a blessing to be able to bless my own children yeah. with comfort. I mean, so you know what I like? I used to really like my dad used to do. He would hold me and he would blow on my hair, you know, and I, I could feel my dad just that close. One time, um, I was listening to this radio broadcast, you know, you call it, whatever. And the guy was talking about how do you how do you know how do you know the closeness between you and God? And I was like, I know. I was like, hold on, and I said, Have you ever been reading your Bible? This is probably like about eighteen years ago. Have you ever been reading your Bible and you're praying and you're talking to the Lord and like the whole world just goes away? And you feel him so close. It's like you can feel his breath on your head. Just that warm, like like this warm, moist, like a tropical breeze just blowing over you. And it's still and it's quiet. And 
those big warm hands and that just that heartbeat just boom, boom, boom. My dad used to hold me like that. My dad had these huge hands. And it just doesn't get any better than that, you know? Okay. I mean, it's, I know that, you know, having a dad is important. It is. And I know that all of us, if we were born, we had a dad at one point or another. But being able to be held by your dad and your own remembering, it makes it, it's beautiful. I mean, I think I told you one time, I was fixing, I was in the basement trying to fix something, and my father came to visit. And here I am with my kids, I'm like 40 years old, and I got stuck underneath the basement trying to get out, and I was stuck under there because I was trying to fix something. And my dad reached in and grabbed me, yeah. and he took me out like a baby. I remember that. And I thought, I literally felt being a kid again, because yeah. my father was holding on to me. Yeah. Kind of like you're saying, same yeah. thing. Well, I know we've talked about how you were handed to your father when you were born. Yeah. So, it's like, you never forget. So, can you imagine with God, He loves us so much, how can we ever forget how much He loves us for us? I know. That's cool. I love that. I mean, I love that. Because, and for, for the privilege and the honor of being a parent... To just take that moment and rub those little feet, you know, hold them. They're crying. Just hold them. I mean, I heard somebody say it the other day. Yeah, you know, when people cry, they give them pills, they say they're depressed. They're like, when a baby cries, what do you do? You hold them. You hug them. You give them a bottle. You know, you... You comfort them. You check if they're okay. There's an ant biting them. You know, whatever. You give a pill. Well, why don't you do that with grown-ups? And it's like, yeah. I mean, I don't know how many times the girls have just come and they just hug me. Hi, Mom. You know, they just rub your hair. Or just hold and put their arms around you. And I'm like, oh. And I'll tell them, I'm the baby. You know, and I just yeah. melt into them. But you know, even as adults, they still need say, that. I need a hug. They tell us that. Because they've been so, raised that way. So number one is going to be 23 in March. Number two is going to be 22 in October. Yep. She just turned 21. And I still hug those girls. And they still climb in my bed. And they still sit on my lap. You know, and I'm love them and I love that closeness and that is how it is with God it's like and and you know what I take the opportunity to tell him hey isn't it good that God is just like this and he's always right there you can always he's always hugging you he's always embracing you he's always there with you he's listening he's watching he knows he knows he knows he knows so much he came before you he's here with you now and he's there with you after. The eternal God is with you in this moment. Yeah. You know, and it's nice to hear that when the kids share that with us. And they say the same thing. Because it means that we understood. And we were able to share that with them. Because now they understand. Yeah. And one day they'll share that with our grandkids. That portion of the scriptures, I show myself. God shows himself. God's going to show himself. Hey. God showed himself on the scene before he got there. He prepared it. God showed himself with you. He's right there. 
And he shows himself long after you're gone. I mean, like, I look back, look, remember when my dad used to hold me? My dad's been gone. His body was over five years ago. And God's still showing himself, you know, in your life, in my life, in the kids' life. And how good, how faithful is God? You know, I, I'd like to talk more. I think we're going to have to wait for next time to talk more. So, let's wrap it up. Let's let this be 25 minutes. Okay. Lord, thank you for our time we got to spend together and talk being able to share so people can hear our conversation that you would bless them with the things you have for them and the things you want for them bless them Lord. we love you and we thank you for the blessings we got and the ones we will get in the future I thank love you for you, good stuff Lord. yes Lord thank you very much in Jesus name Amen, Amen.